0: Stock station, Sports Radio 78, WBBM, Chicago.
1: You'll love the zesty cheese flavor of Jay's Puff or Crunchy
0: Style Cheeselets. Try them today. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... marshal. How glorious and also how painful to be an exception. Yes, we strive to excel, to rise above the crowd, for that is how one may achieve fame, wealth, and glory. We discover too late, perhaps. That is also how one may encounter disappointment, danger, and death.
2: I know you've had a long and tiring trip. You must be starved. Please sit down.
0: Isn't your husband going to join us?
2: No. After he prepares your room, he'll retire for the night. We shall not see him until morning. Just as well. He doesn't care for conversation.
0: What does your husband do?
2: Oh, he's really quite busy. With what? He's trying to devise a plan to murder me. Hello?
0: mystery drama A Penny for Your Thoughts was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Michael Tolan and Marion Selvis. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Weekdays on CBS Television. Don't miss your favorite daytime drama. Follow the continuing stories of families in conflict. Their lives changing every day. Full of turmoil, triumph, and treachery. On The Young and the Restless. Then, it's searing stories of romantic intrigue and hidden desires on As the World Turns. Be sure to watch The Young and the Restless and As the World Turns, weekdays on CBS Television. Because lawns come in all shapes and sizes, so do lawn chief mowers from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summeralter suggests you choose from their wide selection to find the mower that best suits your needs. Like the Lawn Chief 3-horsepower 20-inch rotary mower, loaded with features for just $139.99. Or the Lawn Chief 22-inch 3.5-horsepower rotary model for larger lawns, priced at just $149.99. Lawn Chief mowers have earned a good housekeeping seal, and they're sold exclusively by participating True Value Hardware stores. This year's biggest airfare discounts are here. Midway Airlines with 408 nonstop flights every week serving major cities. New York, Philadelphia, Cleveland, St. Louis, Detroit, Omaha, Kansas City, Washington, D.C. Midway Airlines now offers 191 weekly flights for at least 50% off. That's right, you save at least 50% off O'Hare's one-way unrestricted coach fares. You heard it right. Midway's 191 Super Economy flights also include every flight on Saturday from close-in, hassle-free Midway Airport. These fares have no restrictions, no small print, no ifs, ands, or buts, and all flights have convenient departure times. A straight, honest 50% or more discount from Midway Airlines. Some Midway flights have even lower wholesale fares than last summer. So what do you say?
2: Okay, Midway.
0: Okay. Now you can jet midway to Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. for as low as $87. The pen, said mister Bowler Bolwer-Lytton, is mightier than the sword. He said it some 140 years ago when the pen was hardly more than a feather plucked from a goose. Consider how much mightier the pen is now as a typewriter, a TV camera, indeed as the all-powerful juggernaut known as the media. Jack Wilshire is a reporter. You uh, sent for me, your highness?
3: Cut it out.
0: Oh, should I have said your uh, majesty? Sit down. Little Bessie Boyster. See what she's become. Managing editor.
2: You could have become managing editor.
0: Yeah, if my mind ran in that direction.
2: <laughs> you make it sound obscene.
0: There I was in shorties, getting quietly
2: drunk. You may have been getting drunk, but not quietly.
0: What dogs have bitten which men? No, no, no. It has to be the other way around or it isn't news, right?
2: Would you stop jabbering away like a fool?
0: Oh, Bessie, you were ever sweet and tender. Your gentle voice did always caress my soul. I
2: have an assignment for you, and I don't mind saying we plucked a plum. Plucked
0: a plum? You never talked like that when you were just a reporter. We have
2: an exclusive. It belongs to you.
0: You mean it's all mine?
2: Pentacillia Cummings. Who? Oh, don't do that to me, Jack. You know I know everyone in America knows who Penthesilia Cummings is. Yeah,
0: everybody but me.
2: She's caused this absolute overnight sensation with the publication of a book of poetry.
0: What kind of name is that?
2: Penthesilia? After the legendary queen of the Amazons. The Greek hero Achilles fell in love with her, but since they were enemies, (laughs) he had to kill her.
0: That wouldn't make a bad movie. Now, this
2: volume of poetry, Intimations...
0: Intimations of what?
2: Oh, what's the difference? Mortality, I suppose. Maybe it's immortality. Didn't you read it? Jack, do I have time to... Listen, the fact is, I tried to read it. I found it rather rocky going.
0: Well, you should have called me. I'd have been glad to explain the big words.
2: (laughs) Now, listen. Everyone's raving about it, and everyone's asking, who is this woman?
0: I'm not asking.
2: And so far, she hasn't given one single interview. I telephoned her, and guess what? I'm afraid. We have the exclusive. Provided... Yes, Bessie? Provided you... Ah, the reporter.
0: Goodbye, Bessie. Jack, if
2: you walk out on this assignment, it's goodbye, Bessie, for good.
0: But where do I come off to interview maiden lady poets? No, I understand she's married. What do I know about poetry? Nothing. Well,
2: maybe it's time you got out of the gutter.
0: You forget, madam, what I find in the gutter is what sells this rag you call a newspaper.
2: Jack, they all want her. They say she's another Emily Dickinson. The entire media, and she'll simply speak to no one but you. Why me? Why don't you find out?
0: All right, I'll uh, I'll get around to it.
2: No, Jack, now.
0: Bessie, Bessie, I'll do it, but I'll do it my way. Now, first I have to find out who this dame is. Nobody
2: seems to know. She and her husband have some small estate in the mountain.
0: Now, don't hand me this nobody seems to know business. Well, it's true. Everybody alive in this world was born. They weren't hatched, which means they come from somebody somewhere. They have a past. They can be accounted for.
2: That's the investigative reporter talking. Good. Now, maybe you can find out.
0: She wrote this book,
2: huh? Yeah, now here it is. Intimations, a volume of poetry. Would you believe it's already sold a million copies?
0: Why not? People in this country, they'll buy anything.
2: Now go there today and button it up and we'll schedule it for a special Sunday book review section. We'll set up a terrific promotion. The
0: piece will be ready when it will be ready. And if that isn't good enough, you can fire me. But that won't help you because this Amazon won't talk to anybody else. She's not an Amazon. Then why is she named for one?
2: you get out of here?
0: Shorty? You want another one, Jack? Now, first I I want you to read this. What is it? What does it look like? A book.
1: What do I want to read a book? I'll wait for the movie.
0: I don't think there's a movie in this one. That's a special favor to me. (sighs) Okay, but don't tell nobody. I won't. I got my image to think about. I understand. What's it supposed to be? Poetry. Oh, come on, Jack. Have a heart. Shorty. All right. Let's see. The race is not always to the swift. They say craft and guile may also win the day. Well, keep reading. Who wrote this? A woman. There's a dame who spent a lot of time at the track. You think so? Sure. See, she knows that most of the suckers will never learn. Namely, they always bet on swift. Whereas you got craft, which is how a good jock can always finesse a race. And guile, which is the old fixer rule. She's not talking about the racetrack, Shorty. She's writing about life. So what do you think life is? It's just a racetrack where everybody's trying to finish first. But most of the marks never realize that the dice are loaded. That's a mixed metaphor, Shorty. That's how metaphors go. Just like drinks. They always have a little more kick when you shake them up a little. How do you like the book so far? Let me take it home and finish it. I used to run around with an actress. She said she always played to some bald-headed guy in the third row. And if she had him hooked, she knew she was home. I'm a writer, but it's the same thing. When I want to know about writing, my own or someone else's, I check it out with Shorty. If he can make some sense of it, I know I'm on solid ground. What do you think, Shorty? Well, I tell you, she's got something and it ain't bad. What? I don't know. So how do you know it isn't bad? Well, that's how it is with poetry. You're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to know what? Why you like it. If you can explain it, it ain't real poetry. You're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to feel it. It's like a dame. Why does a guy go for a dame? Well, because, uh... Yeah? Yeah? Because what? But she's good looking. She's smart. How many games have you passed up that were better looking? Smarter. With games and poems, it's the same exact thing. It's either there or it ain't. And you think this one is there, huh? Oh, yeah. I'd like to take her out to the track. I think she's got an eye for a winner. The trick in good investigative reporting is never go up against your subject cold. You should always have a good idea of who she or he or it is, or was. It helps keep the interview honest. Here was a lady who was an overnight sensation, and nobody seemed to know anything about her at all. What are you looking for, Jack? We don't have a murder in the precinct. Well, we do, but uh, it's old stuff. Bernie, you ever hear of a woman named uh, Panthacillia Cummings? What did she do? She wrote a book of poetry. Oh? If they passed a law against publishing poetry? They should, against some of it. Look, if she didn't rob anybody or steal anything, why would I have heard of her? This woman's become a celebrity. That is, her name has become famous overnight. So far, that's not a crime. Nobody knows the first thing about her, her past or anything like that. So? Why? People don't suddenly surface from nowhere. Jack, what's your angle? Here's a picture. It's on the jacket of this book. Intimations, huh? Run it down. Uh Uh-huh. Where have you been so far? I tried the publisher. The guy swears he knows nothing. It was one of those things they say in the trade that was tossed in over the transom. A a one-in-a-million shot. They published it. She refuses to see them. She just has this address and they send the checks. What's your angle here? I got an interview. An exclusive. So? we will find out? No. Not unless I know something about her first. What is there I can do? But who knows what we got here, Bernie. Run it through missing persons, fugitives, that whole aspect. See what happens. Nothing happened. I waited a few days. Bernie went nowhere. I compared notes with a few colleagues. Nothing. I couldn't put the thing off any longer. I had to go there and get my interview. And so...
2: for so long. Why don't you come up this evening?
0: This evening? I'm
2: afraid there's only one plane for Morgansville. It leaves at seven. But he gets in at ten.
0: Uh, then I'll stay at a motel and come out in the morning. No, no,
2: no, no. I won't hear of it. You'll stay with us. We have so much room. But, uh... That's good. Now, that's arranged. Now, Bill, uh, my husband, will be waiting for you at the airport.
0: I don't want to put you in any trouble.
2: Trouble? <laughs> Can a friend possibly put one in trouble? And I know Mr. Wilshire
0: my heart, I know that we are friends. Mr. Wilshire? Uh, yes, you must be uh... Bill Cummings. How do you do? The one bag all you have? Travel light, that's my motto. Just make sure I have the trusty tape recorder. This way. I really didn't want to put you in any trouble. My car is just through here. Uh, is it much of a ride? Forty-six miles. I really could have hired a car. This one. Uh, it's not much of an airport, is it? It suffices. I understand this is beautiful country. Much uh, much hunting up here? Fishing? Uh, what do you do, Mr. Cummings? Mr. Wilson, you've come up here to interview my wife. I myself have no desire to listen to any questions, nor do I believe you would be interested in any of my answers. I just thought it's a long ride. We might chat a bit to pass the time. I don't feel the necessity for passing time, Mr. Wilshire. I can enjoy it in many ways. Listening to music, for instance. Oh, Mr. Wilshire.
2: I'd have known you at once. You look just like your picture. It was published when your expose on graphs won the Pulitzer Prize.
0: You, uh, don't look like your picture. No. That picture doesn't look like anyone or anything. You really are a beautiful woman.
2: (laughs) Why did you find it necessary to say really?
0: I forgot I was talking to a poetess.
2: A poet. The longer word has a diminishing effect.
0: <laughs> oh, I see where well, I'll have to measure every syllable. As
2: indeed we all
0: should. Bill,
2: would you take Mr. Wilshire's bag up to the front guest room? I'll see about something to eat. Oh, no, please, no no trouble. I thought we had already decided that true friends can never be trouble. <laughs> I've just prepared a snack. Won't you sit down? During the day, we have a couple that keeps house for us, but we don't like having the servants live in. So they go home evenings to Morgansville. A coffee? Tea?
0: Uh, whatever you and Mr. Cummings are having.
2: Oh, Mr. Cummings will deposit your bag and then retire for the night. We shall not see him again until the morning. Oh? Just as well. I beg your pardon? Mr. Cummings doesn't care for conversation, as you've probably discovered.
0: <laughs> yes. Why is that?
2: Well, he has a great many other things on his mind.
0: What does Mr. Cummings do?
2: Right now, Mr. Cummings is quite busy. With what? He's trying to devise a plan to murder me.
0: And our plan is to pull the curtain right now for a short intermission, after which we shall return with Act Two. This certainly isn't the kind of conversation one expects to have with a lady poet, is it? You never know. To paraphrase the old saying, you ain't
3: heard nothing yet... We're at the county fair today for the Bell System. What are these things you're making here? Doodie birds. Huh? Well, you take a a glass bottle and you put sand in it, different colors, and it comes out beautiful. But they don't look like birds. They have no wings. They're not supposed to have wings. Not a doodah bird. (laughs) Okay. You make long-distance calls for the weekend. Oh, yes. Everybody Uh, needs a doodie bird in their home. If you made a long-distance call this weekend, dial direct without operator assistance anywhere, state to state, and talk for 20 minutes, how high would the bill be? Ten. Ten dollars? Oh, do da do dieh. Uh, no, it's three eighty four, including tax. For twenty minutes? Yeah. That's great. Okay, now that's all day Saturday and Sunday till five, okay? I'll call my sister and tell her about it. And Different just got to fly to Alaska and Hawaii. Do you get the price now? Oh yes. Three eighty four, right? Three eighty four. You do? I do, I do. <laughs> when people get married they can say I do. I do. But I do die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you <laughs> a railroad car clatters through Pennsylvania's coal fields almost a century ago. Its only passenger, a doctor named Matthew Shields, beginning a 16-year special assignment for the American Red Cross. In railroad yards, on sidings, and in the great terminals, Dr. Shields would convert his home on wheels into a classroom and teach first aid and occupational safety to industrial America. And all along the way, local physicians were enlisted as Red Cross volunteers to continue the teaching effort. When the car rolled to a stop for the last time, two million people had learned first aid. The effort was called a good beginning, but only a beginning. Today, as the Red Cross begins its second century, we're proud that America still looks to us for first aid training. Now we teach over three million people every year, and we still say it's only a beginning. Red Cross, ready for a new century.
0: the philosophers insist on telling us is stranger than fiction, which means that fiction being more reasonable is always easier to believe. Of course, there are those who can't tell one from the other. And that, of course, is why the whole world is in so much trouble. You said your husband's trying to devise a plan to murder you?
2: Why do you feel so shocked? (laughs) Is it difficult to believe?
0: It's difficult to believe you could be so... Relaxed about it.
2: Would it help if I were hysterical?
0: Shouldn't you go to the police?
2: And tell them what?
0: What you just told me.
2: And what would they say to that?
0: Well, they would, uh...
2: Yes? (laughs) An experienced reporter like you? You know what they'd do. (gasps) Yes. Yeah, the size says it all. They would say, Lady, do you have any evidence? And I would say, Oh, yes. The look in his eyes, the tone in his voice. His brooding silence, his ominous manner. And they would call him in and tell him, and do you know what he would say?
0: He would deny it.
2: He would go even further. He would say, ah, poor dear girl, she gets these delusions. But of course, you see, she writes poetry, and she doesn't know the difference between dream and reality. And were I to persist...
0: You'd wind up in the nut house.
2: Yes, that would be one way of killing me.
0: But why does he want to kill you? I don't know. Why does he say he wants to kill you?
2: He thinks... How to put this? He thinks I've robbed him of something. Of what? He isn't clear about it. I think perhaps it's his desire to live.
0: But why?
2: He was... He is an engineer. He was in charge of constructing a skyscraper and there was an accident and one of the floors collapsed. Men were killed. They blamed his design, and he has never worked again. Hmm.
0: I uh, I haven't seen it in the daytime, but this uh, appears to be quite a setup you have here. How can you afford it? I'm a reporter. You agreed to be interviewed. You have to expect these questions.
2: Bill comes from a wealthy family. He inherited a great deal of money.
0: So he doesn't have to work?
2: Oh, yes, he does. Well, no, not financially, of course. But all men must work. And you, Mrs. Cummings? Oh, please. Let's use first names.
0: cilia is quite a mouthful.
2: Then <laughs> you must call me Penny.
0: <laughs> and what's your background, Penny? I don't have any. That's impossible.
2: No, it's true.
0: You must admit you do come from somewhere. Probably. No, definitely.
2: Have it your way.
0: <laughs> In other words, you won't answer the question.
2: I can't answer the question. Why not? Because I don't know what the answer is.
0: Oh, but it's such a simple answer. I was born in, uh, my parents were, I went to school, I worked for, uh you see? Yes, yeah,
2: but still, I don't know the answer. Again, why not? Well, I believe it's because I don't want to. I think I was a foundling. Oh? Uh-huh. You know, one of those infants who were discovered on somebody's doorstep. But I must have had a very bad, very difficult time of it, and I've managed somehow to block it all from my mind.
0: What's the earliest thing you want to remember?
2: Uh, that I was in an airport. Where? Cincinnati. Well, actually, it's the Cincinnati Airport, but it's across the river in Kentucky. I
0: know. What were you doing there?
2: I don't know. i lost my purse, and I was just a lost soul. And then this tall, good-looking fellow said to me, are you in trouble? It was Bill. How'd you know?
0: Well, if this were a movie, it would have to be Bill, wouldn't it? (laughs)
2: Yes, I suppose so.
0: And one thing led to another, and before you knew it, you were married.
2: Yes, you could say that. Were you in love? Yes.
0: When did it go bad?
2: When he lost his skill, or his luck, or his nerve, or whatever it is you need to succeed in what he wants to do.
0: I can understand a man who has a hard time and comes home and kicks the dog. But why should he want to kill you?
2: Because it's my fault. Why? You wouldn't believe it. Try me. Let's wait until we know each other better. It's been a very long day. Why don't we say goodnight?
0: Before I called it a night, I sat down in my room with the telephone. Like Mother... A reporter's work is never done. I don't know, Jack. We've got nothing on this end so far. Bernie, maybe we got us a case of amnesia here.
3: Maybe.
0: On the jacket of the book, it says, uh, she's been married for the past ten years to Mr. William J. Cummings. So? And before that, uh, all I can get her to remember is the Cincinnati Airport. What was she doing there? It beats me, but it's a lead. Some lead. I can fatten it up a little for you. She says she lost her purse at the airport. Thank you, Jack. Well, run with it, Bernie. Run where? Have you
2: written that
3: interview already?
0: Look, check out the husband, William J. Cummings. The material on him would have to be in the morgue. What
3: material?
0: He's a construction engineer. Something went wrong on one of his buildings. People were killed.
2: You're not up there to write about
0: Just do as I ask.
2: Jack, I'm scared. Of what? I don't know. I sent you to do a nice heartwarming piece about a sensitive lady poet. Look,
0: if you wanted a nice heartwarming piece, you had no business sending me.
2: I don't know. gonna turn into one of your muck exposés.
0: Bessie, I go wherever the story takes Central,
2: me. Sometimes you go too far.
0: Who are you kidding, Bessie? You love it. I
2: don't know, Jack. Maybe we put too much emphasis on circulation in this
0: business. Bessie, search your soul later. Right now, search the morgue.
2: Mr. Potter, this is Mr. Wilshire. How do you do, sir? Mr. Potter and his wife run the house for us. Mrs. Potter's taken the week off to visit her daughter, but perhaps you'll meet her when she returns.
0: I—I uh, I don't think I'll be here a week.
2: Oh, one never knows. Uh, will there be anything else? More coffee?
0: No, this—this uh, this will be fine. Thank you.
2: You may go, Potter.
0: Yes, madam.
2: Remarkable, isn't it?
0: <laughs> What's remarkable?
2: Well, Potter family has been here over 300 years, and look at him. He tries to be your typical English butler. How many of us are shaped by what we see in motion pictures?
0: It's a phase. I used to wear my hat in the house because I thought it was part of a reporter's uniform.
2: <laughs> and Mrs. Potter's just as bad. Well, why don't I say just as good?
0: <laughs> why don't we talk about something important?
2: Well, everything's important. Is the sparrow less than the eagle in the grand design of things? <laughs>
0: Why does your husband want to kill you?
2: I told you, it has to do with his frustrations.
0: And he's taking them out on you? Yes. And these are all fancies? Yes. I've been here before. Where? In the general area of murder cases. i get to come across a fancy that wasn't rooted in a fact. Now, I don't say deeply rooted or even logically or reasonably rooted. But something nourishes them. What in your case?
2: Why don't you ask him? Would he tell me? You're a reporter. You're skilled in making people tell you things.
0: So far, I haven't been very skillful with you.
2: So far, you haven't asked me the right questions.
0: And what would those be?
2: We might deal with life and love.
0: I was all primed to do that, but then you uh, sidetracked me with murder.
2: And you find murder more appealing?
0: It sells more papers... Besides, how can we disregard it?
2: There falls no shadow where there shines no sun. There can be no joy of pleasure where there is no knowledge of pain. And thus, we live our lives trying to balance the opposites. You, as a reporter, should know that.
0: Balancing the opposites, that's right. There are two sides to every story.
2: Two? Ah, say perhaps an infinite number.
0: I always have more trouble than I can handle with just two. You say he's trying to murder you. What's his side of it? What is his side of it? To begin with, he's a very standoffish guy. I know he doesn't want to talk to me. What can I do? Go up to him and just say, um... I understand you want to murder your wife. But that's exactly what I did say to him. I see. She's told you. What are the facts? The facts... I wonder... I don't know what there is to wonder about. It seems to me we've got a pretty clear, down-the-line statement here. It's either true or it's false. Suppose I were to say yes. What would that tell you? It would tell me that she was right. You do want to kill her. But then what would you know? (laughs) I think I'd know enough. No, you would not. Why? Because you have omitted the intensity factor. And what's that? How badly do I want to kill her? That's the key. Aren't there people you want to kill? I suppose so. Are you ever going to kill them? I suppose not. Wouldn't you say many people are in the same situation? Probably. But let's talk about you and your wife. Are you going to kill her? This, uh, this intensity factor, is it going to heat up sufficiently? I think so. So this is an imminent situation. You could say that. You're quite cold-blooded about it. After a while, all the heat dies away. Well, now that we've established the fact that you intend to do it, may I ask why? Why? Yes, why? There's always a why. I don't think there's ever been a why like this one. (laughs) Let me just say there's nothing new under the sun. If you don't believe me, it's in the Bible. There's a list of standard reasons why men and women kill each other. And yours has to be one of them. I don't think so. Let me hear it. Very well. I want to kill her because I have no choice. If I don't, she's going to kill me. Self-defense, that's the second oldest motive in the world. It happens to be true. Why does she want to kill you? You'll never believe it. <laughs> you any idea of all the stories I've heard in this business? You've never heard one like this. How do you know? She isn't human. She looks uh, human to me. She is physically. But she isn't subject to the laws that seem to govern the rest of us. What laws would those be? Well, think about it. Anyhow, as Mr. Lewis Carroll might say, it gets curiouser and curiouser. Why do these people really want to kill each other? We have a third act in which we may have an answer. This is WBBM Chicago.
3: Feeling fit, feel so good. burning up the way, you know you should. I'm Susan Anton. The ultimate in feeling fit is sleeping on a perfect sleeper pillow soft. Extra thick comfort on top and ultra-firm support inside. Perfect sleeper pillow soft. Feel perfect sleeper. Try a perfect sleeper a healthy investment in yourself. Mm-hmm. Honey, we're having cheeseburgers like we've never had them before. We yeah. are? This is your fork. My fork? Yes. Your Where's fork? my bun?
0: cheese. I want my bun.
3: Help your hamburger, say, Jay. Help we're mm-hmm. helper, help your hamburger, help her man.
0: Our cheeseburger macaroni is a blend of tangy
1: cheese, hearty macaroni, and savory seasonings that give cheeseburgers a whole new meaning. Well, did
3: you miss the bun? What fun? hamburger, Person to person, heart to heart, together
2: we can move the world
3: if we by helping care for the children To
1: nourish and to heal those in need Care for the children of the world If we each help one needy child Today to care We'll change tomorrow
3: Children everywhere.
1: Please send your check or money order to CARE Box 576, New York 10156 or local care office.
0: of an equation must balance, as any high school student knows or had better learn. He wants to kill her and she wants to kill him. Thus, we have a proposition where all the factors add up to murder. But so far, it seems, we know very few of the factors. Do you know who she is? She's Penthesilia Cummings. Forget the Cummings. Do you know who Penthesilia was? I believe she was an ancient Amazon queen. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you know about the Trojan War? Well, wasn't it between the Trojans and the Greeks? Ulysses, Achilles, Hector, that uh, that crowd? It was the first of the great world wars. Each side had many allies. The Amazons sided with Troy. Penthesilia was standing on the city wall when she saw Achilles, the great Greek hero. And she did what she wasn't supposed to do. What was that? She fell in love with him. Well, why was that so terrible? Because each was the general of an army. Each was fated to meet the other in combat. All right. They met in a hand-to-hand fight, and he killed her. As she lay dying, she felt he betrayed her. Why? wasn't a fair fight. She felt she'd been betrayed by love. Because she loved him, she wouldn't fight to the death, and she thought he felt the same way. <laughs> Evidently, he didn't. So she swore to have her revenge on men. <laughs> How could she do it? She died. Maybe she didn't. What does that mean? Listen to me. And I'm an engineer into the bargain. She's come back. From where? This doesn't get easier. It doesn't sound better, either. She's come back from the dead. You believe this, huh? After a while, it begins to sound logical. Just for the sake of argument, why does she want to kill you? I don't know. I'm a man. That's enough for her. Who is she? That's another thing. I don't know. She says you found her wandering around the Cincinnati Airport. That's true. Didn't you try to find out who she was? Her purse was missing. It may have been stolen. But she was wearing clothes, wasn't she? We tried to track down the labels, but they were just things that could have been bought in any number of stores. How about her picture? It appeared in all the papers. No one came forward to identify her. Fingerprints? The police, the FBI, the armed forces. They weren't on file anywhere. Then how did you know her name was Penfacilia? Because after a while, she told me that the amnesia was just a sham. That she was really Pentacelia, the Amazon queen. But why did she pick on you? Because she said she was out to destroy men who were leaders. I was a leader of sorts, I suppose. I headed one of the best construction firms in the country. And you're a leader, too. Me? Aren't you a leading journalist? Meaning what? After she gets rid of me, she'll get rid of you. I think we've chanted long enough. Think about it. Come in.
1: You rang, sir?
0: Yes, Potter. You, uh, you know I am here. Yes, sir. What do you think of Mr. and Mrs. uh, Cummings? In what way? In every way. For instance, what would you say if I told you she wants to kill him? I would say, sir, it's a possibility. And if I were to say that he wants to kill her? That, sir, is also a possibility. Well, let's go for broke. What would you say if I told you he thinks she's Penthesilia, the ancient Amazon queen? I would say that nothing in this household would surprise me. Do you know anything about Mrs. Cummings' background? Uh, No, sir.
1: From what I hear, she's simply
2: materialized.
0: Yes. Well, Potter, that'll be all. Thank you.
2: Isn't it lovely here in the garden? Or shall I pour you another cup of tea?
0: No, 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 thank you.
2: Saw you from my window earlier. You were talking to Bill. Yes. I needn't ask about what.
0: Are you Penthesilia, the ancient Amazon queen? <laughs>
2: You I look ancient?
0: Hardly. <laughs> How'd you get the name Penthesilia?
2: I don't know. Just the one thing I seem to remember from the dense fog of the past.
0: But let us, if we can, cut through all the nonsense. Why me? Why you? Yeah, you write a book of poems. It's a hit. You become celebrated. The media is thirsting for you. Yet you agree to see only one reporter. Me. Why?
2: There's no mystery. I'm in love with you.
0: You never even saw me before last night. But I knew you. How?
2: From the stories in the papers. What we write gives away so much of ourselves.
0: No, no, not in your case. What you write gives away nothing. It
2: depends on how one reads it.
0: I have a friend who thinks you should handicap horses.
2: (laughs) Well, I see you as a person of integrity. One who will follow the truth wherever it leads him. This makes you... A true leader of men.
0: I've never led anybody in my life. Oh, yes, I did. I I may have led one or two people astray. I
2: love you, Jack.
0: Yeah. I uh, have some notes to type
2: up. Do it wait? No. You
0: have to put it all together while it's hot.
2: And what are you putting together?
0: I wish I knew. brilliant blue eyes. She is uh, slender. He at once senses the strength in her. Uh, She's like an ancient Scythian queen, an Amazon queen. Oh, what am I doing? What am I saying? Uh, no, more than a queen. uh, A goddess. A goddess of love. let's get a hold of ourselves. Who's that?
2: You know who it is. Penny. You've been expecting me. Penny. Yes, it's Penny. I love you, Jack.
0: But you're married.
2: Treat me like the rest of them, the other women in your life.
0: I, I can't treat you like the rest of them.
2: Why not? I don't care. But I care. Why?
0: Because I love you.
2: Then be happy with me, Jack. Be happy. It isn't right. Love makes everything right. What about him? We'll have to kill him. (sighs) Now wait. For what?
0: Why do we have to kill him? Why did you just get a divorce?
2: Because he won't forgive me. In his mind, I've done him an injury. What
0: kind of injury?
2: I've robbed him of his talent. How? Oh, it's part of the destruction I've brought him.
0: How have you robbed him?
2: Oh, people in every walk. who suddenly become empty. Writers, painters, actors, composers, designers, engineers. Everybody, without warning one day, whatever it is they had is gone. Bill can't face it. And somehow I did it to him. He'll make me pay. He has to. But... Let it ring. It's for me. It's not important.
0: I'm expecting a call.
2: I'll call again. suddenly
0: I was in love. For the very first time in my life, I was in love. And there was nothing else and no one else in the entire world but the two of us. Can you imagine? A fellow like me? One who has absolutely no illusions at all about anything? When we fall, we fall the hardest. I lost all track of time. But my editor, Bessie, she didn't. A lady to see you, sir. Uh, Shall I say you're in?
2: Say nothing at all, Jeeves. I'm here, and you're excused. Very good. What's going on here?
0: Bessie, I'm trying to write my story.
2: I haven't seen one word of copy. What's going on? Oh, why do I ask? I know. You're in love with her.
0: Now, Bessie...
2: Her ladyship offered me a gracious cup of tea. I saw the whole bit.
0: You had no right to come barging up here.
2: Don't answer the phone. What am I supposed to do? She has class. I'll admit that Bessie, will you get out of here and let me write my story? Three weeks, what are you doing? Writing the history of the world? Bessie Button it up, Jack, and let's run with it, please
0: I tried, but I couldn't write I was always able to command the march of words across the page But this time, nothing happened I could only think of her Penny She was all I didn't want anything else it was the whole world.
2: I want us to be happy forever. Yes. But we can never be happy as long as there's a cloud across our future. I know. I brought you something, dearest. What? I left it on the table. I'll be back later. I'll come to you later,
0: dearest. There it was lying on the table, resting on a napkin. A revolver. I looked at it. It was a beautifully made, finely finished weapon. It was so hard to believe that its only function was to kill. It was even harder to believe that I felt myself willing, able, even anxious to use it. Hello, Jack. You? Yes. I knocked, but you didn't hear, so I just came in. You've been staring at that thing for a long time, haven't you? Are you going to kill me? Are you working up your nerve to do it? Shame. I'm dead already. You're dead? Yes, Jack, I'm dead. You see, she does that to you. She can't help it. It's how she's made. The thing that you know how to do, she steals it away. In my case, the knowledge of how to build. and yours, the knowledge of how to write. Oh, I see. What do you say? All that crumpled up paper on the floor flowing out of the wastebasket. You can't write anymore, can you, Jack? Has she stolen it already? That's a lie. You know it's true in your heart. I love her. I know how you feel. I loved her once. There's only one way I can have her. And that's to kill you. And if that's what I have to do... I know. I would have killed for her, too. So go ahead. Shoot. Push back the safety. What's the difference? Do what you have to do. Does it matter who's on the phone? Oh, shut up, will you? Hello? Is this a great
3: American lover?
0: What do you want, Bessie?
3: How are you doing? Is that what you called to ask?
2: No, not exactly. You wanted us to research this Bill Cummings and that accident? Hmm? Well, they were putting up this fantastic building. I got the name of it here somewhere. It is the Trojan Towers.
0: The, the
3: what?
2: You heard me, the Trojan Towers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bessie, What's so funny? Oh, you'll never
0: know. <laughs> For crying out loud, what am I doing with a loaded gun in my hand? Look, the uh, the two of you will have to work it out between yourselves. I've got a deadline to meet. What do you think of the story, Shorty? I oh, you know something, Jack. It could be true. Yeah, what did Bessie say? She threw me out of the office. That's not a little out of line, Jack. I mean, uh, where, where she's the reincarnation or what have you with this with this Amazon queen. But it's the truth. And Bessie won't print it. She saw, huh? Oh, yeah. You can't? Oh, sure. For good? Nah. Just for the rest of the week. <laughs> you know what I think, Jack? I think you ought to marry Bessie. <laughs> I could do much worse. I know. That penny, huh? hmm Yes, indeed. But the way you figured it out, that
3: name's a killer, huh?
0: Maybe. But what a way to die. Jack, level with me. What do you really think? About her? Mm. Shorty, you can sit and think and think for hours and days. And still get nowhere. All I can say, she's sure a penny for your thoughts. Probably worth a great deal more. What's happened since? Has Penny killed Bill? Has Bill killed Penny? Nobody knows at this point. But I'll have some more to tell you in just a few minutes. The Honorable Guy Vanderjack, Chairman
1: of the National Republican Congressional Committee.
0: I am proud to be able to report to you that our federal government is once more responsive to the will of the people. In Congress, we are cutting spending and cutting taxes. We are helping President Reagan fulfill his promise to the people that government must serve, not be a burden. The Republicans in Congress, committed to a better America. Paid for by the
1: National Republican Congressional
0: Committee. I'm Phil Donahue. As you know, I like to talk to people about everything. For a few seconds, I'd like to talk to you about both a name and an international crisis. The name is CARE, and the crisis is the need of starving children all over the world Every day, CARE feeds 18 million hungry children worldwide. They do it through contributions from people who care.
1: Please send your check or money order to CARE, Box 576, New York 10156, or local care office. <laughs>
0: Of love. Love itself turns to hate. People suddenly and for no apparent reason lose their skills, drop by the wayside. Do we know why? Do they? And so they and we search for the truth. And this journey leads us into many strange byroads. After a while, people will believe anything as long as it allows them to live with the answer.
1: And the whole process
0: is called Life. And it forms the stuff of our adventures. Our cast included Michael Tolan, Marion Seldes, Mandel Kramer, and Bernie Grant. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale.
3: We go in the bank,
1: and we go down the stairs like we go into the safe deposit. And on the
2: landing, once we're out of sight, we open the baseball equipment bag and take out the disguises. Check.
0: The plastic raincoat and the seaman's helmet for you, the poncho for me. And,
2: and, and the stocking mask?
0: Correct, the stocking mask. Then I give you the machine gun. Yeah, yeah, machine gun. I tell you, Jimmy Dugan's
1: six-year-old kid sent up a heck of a whale when he discovered that was missing last night.
0: So you'll get it back to him along with the super-duper John Wayne six-gun you picked for me, hmm? Uh, What do you do next? Well, then I go up to the the main floor,
1: and when you give me the sign, I holler, "Okay, freeze, this is a holder. And
0: I approach the teller with the equipment bag and gather in the money. All right. Before anyone forgets anything, here we go. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. See your family enjoying all the fun that Florida has to offer? Delta's Funshine Fair makes Florida affordable. Head of family pays $159 each way on round trips. Your spouse pays just $106 each way. With each adult Funshine Fair passenger, one child, 2 through 17, flies free Monday through Thursday. Each additional child in the same age group pays only $53 each way any day. Just make your Delta reservations and buy tickets 7 days in advance. If you like, make a single stopover in another Florida city, except Daytona Beach, as part of your funshine fair. And to help see Florida, get Delta's Wheel Deal, an Alamo four-door citation for just $11 per day, plus gas taxes and optional insurance. See your travel agent or call Delta for details on funshine fairs, good through September 15th with travel completed by September 30th. Delta is ready when you are.